a summary of the Sikha. The Pasuk Shlach Lecha Anoshim and Hashem said to Moshe Rabbeinu, send for yourself people to scout out the land. So Rashi says that it was Lecha, send them for yourself, meaning it's your decision to make whether they should go. Because I am not instructing you to do that. So we have to understand Moshe Rabbeinu, who was completely dedicated to Hashem, would never do something which is not something that Hashem would want. So obviously, if he was sending spies, and uh, he was doing it because this is what Hashem wanted. And the Pasuk, in fact, testifies to that. The Pasuk says, And Moshe sent them, Moshe, according to the instruction of Hashem. In other words, Moshe saw this as what Hashem wanted him to do so then it must be something good to do and in fact the Ramban explains that it was something that's if you're going to conquer a land then you have to prepare for the war in a natural way because you don't want us just to rely on a miracle so that makes sense you send somebody to scout out to see what's going on and what's the best way to do it so then why is it that the Pasig Hashem says that it was all Moshe Rabbeinu's decision why didn't Hashem instruct him send the spies Another thing that's difficult to understand is in regards to the Miraglim himself. The Pas Rashi says that at the time when they were sent, when they were chosen by Moshe Rabbeinu, they were Kshedim, they were Tzaddikim. In fact, the fact that Moshe Rabbeinu chose these particular people must have been because he felt that they were the right people for this mission. So how could there have been such an extreme change in who they were? Tzaddikim, the right people for the mission, and then they... they messed up so terribly that they caused something which is a, a tragedy for all generations how could, how could they have gone from the right, the best people for the job to becoming the worst people for the job so to understand this we have to understand that there were two elements to this mission one was to find out what is the way the best way to conquer the land, as Moshe Rabbeinu said you should see, is it a, a mighty people are they many, are they are they uh, numerous? Are they not numerous? Uh, do they live in open cities? Do they live in, the, uh, in walled cities? That was one thing. The second point of it was, let's take a look at the land. Is it a good land? Is it a fertile land? What's the story with the land? And Moshe Rabbeinu even instructed them that they should bring back fruit from Eretz Yisrael. For what purpose? Because there's no, there's no comparison to when you see the, when you see the fruits incredible fruits, giant fruits Hashem did tell them that it's a good land and they believed in Hashem because they were believers they did believe Him but Moshe wanted to, that the Yidin should see the fruits but and this was so important to him that he said you shall take courage and take fruits from the land why do they need courage? because that can easily identify them as spies when somebody sees that they're taking these uh, big amounts of fruits going to the desert, why are they doing this? There must be something wrong here. So that could have identified them as spies. Yet Moshe Rabbeinu said, take courage and take it. For what reason? So that the Yidin would see that was so important that the Yidin should see the actual fruits and not just rely on Hashem's telling them that it was so. So one of the explanations of this is that we know that the foundation of Torah that a Yid has to, in approaching Torah mitzvahs is Nase comes before Nishma. We do it because we submit to the will of Hashem. Whatever He tells us to do, we're ready to do. But it's not just Nase. 
it has to also lead to nishma, which means that there comes a time when a yid has to also pursue with his own mind to try to understand why is it that Hashem wants us to do these things. So the same holds true for the instruction that Hashem gave the yid that they should go to Etz Yisrael. We could do it just simply because Hashem told us to do it, to go, and he, he assured us that it's a good thing, and therefore we submit to His will. We go, we trust Him that it's good. But He wants it also to be that something that the Yidden themselves have a desire to go there. We've come to be convinced that this is such a great thing, it's such a beautiful land, we want to go there from our own perspective, not just because Hashem told us to, that it is so. And that's why Moshe Rabbeinu told them, bring back fruits so that everybody could see that it's a beautiful place to be. That's the point, that, that we should get to the nishma properly. The same is also true for the first part of the shlichus, which is to see the right way to uh, conquer the land. In other words, that Moshe Rabbeinu wanted them to see, yes, we could do this. It's, uh, we, everybody understands that this could be done. It, it's all unnatural. We'll be able to do it even naturally. We'll be able to do it. And not just because Hashem promises that we'll be able to do it. And that's why Hashem did not instruct Moshe Rabbeinu to send spies. Because the whole point of sending the spies was that it should become, it should sink into the minds of the Jewish people that it's a good thing they should come to understand it. So the instruction for that also shouldn't come from Hashem, I'm telling you to send spies. It's something that it comes, has to come from their own minds, or at least Moshe Rabbeinu's minds, mind, that send spies so you'll see for yourself that it's all good and it is beautiful and that you'll be able to conquer it and that it's a beautiful land. That has to come from the people itself, from Nishma, not from Nase. That is the re- re- result, not Hashem said to do it, but that we decided that it should be done because this makes sense to us. Which also explains why, how the Meraglim went from people that were the right people for the job and turned out to be the totally wrong people. The reason is, they were told by Moshe, go there and look at it from your own perspective. See if it's logically, if it's logical, if it's natural, that we can, that how to do it. You have to decide how this is the best way to do it logically the way it appears to you, the way it seems to you, the way human uh, endeavor would look at that. And when they looked at it, everything that they described was actually correct. The people were mighty people, they were giants, they, and so on. They, these were all true things. The only problem was that they came to the wrong conclusion. They said as a result of all this that we saw, we will not be able to do it the Meraglim thought they were doing the right thing why did they think they were doing the right thing Moshe Rabbeinu told them to look at it from their own what, what do you think so they, just, they described what they thought so then what was the problem if that's what they were th- if that's what Moshe Rabbeinu told them to do what is the problem then the problem is they came to the wrong conclusion Moshe Rabbeinu never asked them to to decide whether it's possible or not of course it's possible he only told them to find out what's the best way to accomplish it. That's where they made their mistake. They added to the shlichas that Moshe Rabbeinu told them. He never asked them to determine whether it's possible. He just told them to find out what's the best way. 
not only did they add to the shlichus, but they completely turned their shlichus upside down. They said that what Moshe Rabbeinu said, we're going to go there and do it. They said, no, we can't do it. But it was all based on the fact that they were told to see it from their perspective. The only mistake they made was, nobody asked them to see whether it's possible. Only what's the best way to do it. Since Torah is a lesson to us, if it tells us about this problem, it must have also the solution to the problem. How does a Yid make sure that he doesn't fall into the same trap as the Meraglim fell in? So the answer is in the name of the Seder. The name of the Seder is called Shlach. Shlach means it's the root word of the word Shlichus. You are an agent. You are a Shaliach of whoever sent you. In this case, it was Moshe Rabbeinu, or the Eibishter that is, we represent. A yid has to know that even when we're involved in the nishma aspect of of life, of Avaida, trying to understand why Hashem wants something and so on, it's also not because we want to understand. That's not the reason we do it. The reason is because Hashem wants us to pursue, to try to understand what He wants. So therefore, we never do it because we want to do it. Even the nishma is done because we are shluchim, from Hashem in fact the only way that we could, we could actually come to the true understanding of what something is or why something is important is if we leave our own leanings out of it when you, when you put your own thinking, your own leanings into it, you'll never come to the right conclusion because it will always be colored by how you look at the world so everybody has certain leanings, you know, you, you lean to the right, you lean to the left. So everything that you think, and often what you think is, I, am, I think this is the true way of life, and therefore you try to justify everything into your way of thinking. You never get to the truth of the matter itself. The only way to be able to get to the truth is to be able to see things, not because you want to understand it, but because you are in a mission from Hashem to understand the truth, leave yourself out of it. In fact, this is what the meaning, what the Torah says, that if somebody takes bribery, bribery, uh, the Pasuk says, bribery blinds the eyes of the wise, and it skews the words of tzaddikim. So the question is, somebody that takes bribery, how does the Torah address him, identify him as a tzaddik, or a chacham? And the, if the Torah says he's a tzaddik and a chacham, it means that it's, it's truly a tzaddik and a chacham. So how, is it possible that a tzaddik or a chacham would take money in order to give a wrong ruling, knowingly give a wrong ruling? And the answer is no, he would never do it knowingly. What happens is when, when you take bribery is, it now becomes about yourself and about how you see it, not about how the truth of the matter is. And therefore it always skews the way you give your final, final ruling if you take bribery without your even knowing about it. And that's why the Maraglim missed the boat on this, because they didn't see themselves as an extension, extension of Moshe, Shluchim of Moshe, that represent Moshe Rabbeinu. They began to see it in their own way of thinking, and that's why they came to the, the wrong conclusions altogether. They missed the truth of the matter. They began to see the giants around them as something to be fearful of. Then they came to the even further. They said, we will not be able to do it. That's how they concluded that we will not be able to do it. But when you connect yourself to Moshe Rabbeinu 
and you follow, you see it in the way he wants you to see it. You see it in the way he sees it. You're connected to truth, and therefore you will be see it. You will see it, and it's truly uh, in the truth, in in the way it should be seen truthfully. Then you will not become blinded by your own understanding of the world, and you will see the truth of it. And then you will be. We will be able to conquer the land with all of its all the territories of Eretz Yisrael, which will happen when Mashiach comes, when Hashem will broaden the land of Eretz Yisrael with all the, uh, the, the ten nations and so on.